As part of this podcast, I'm delighted to be supported by amazing human beings that come together monthly or so to talk about topics. And as we were brainstorming topics, I came into that meeting with an assumption that nurse residencies had been completely overdone and was not a topic for this podcast. But as we collectively went out to the airwaves and listened, there really wasn't a lot out there. There wasn't much to really talk about what is the difference between the training I got all those years ago and the residency of today, or how to differentiate between an orientation program where you learn how to walk and a residency where you learn how to run. I'm delighted to be joined today by our local expert, Catherine Stuckboyd, to talk more about it. Hi, and welcome to Nurse Essentials, a Cleveland Clinic podcast where we discuss all things nursing, from patient care to advancing your career to navigating tough on-the-job issues. We're so glad you're here. I'm your host, Carol Pahatsky, Associate Chief Nursing Officer of Surgical Services Nursing. Educating our new nurses is something I've been passionate about for a long time. For those of you who listened to our very first episode, you heard me talk about the weird, wacky journey that my nursing career has taken, and a very formative part of my career was getting to be so involved. Being able to contribute to the development and education of nurses, whether they're just starting nursing school or throughout their career, has been something I've had such a privilege to be part of throughout my career. Part of that included time and experience with our nursing education department. I had an extreme honor to lead a portion of that department and to be heavily involved, whether it was as a preceptor, all the way to helping train new educators how to educate our newly hired workforce. With that, had a really exciting opportunity to look at what we had. You've heard me talk about my experience as a perioperative nurse and really refining and developing our offerings for perioperative nurses. We know that there isn't much in terms of that education in nursing schools and how we help people independent of their experience really learn and get to love our specialty as much as we do. And really ultimately started a fledgling residency program that I'm so proud to say the one today looks nothing like the one that I helped create in so many wonderful ways. The program continues to grow and innovate as the science of nurse residency continues to grow. It is my extreme pleasure today to be joined by Catherine Stuck-Boyd. Catherine is the Education Manager for Nursing Education and Professional Development and the Nurse Residency Program Director for Cleveland Clinic. Catherine, thank you so much for joining me today. Of course. It's lovely to be here. So we've had the pleasure of knowing each other for years. Our mm -hmm. audience is just getting to know you. So maybe you can get us started by talking a little bit about your journey towards nursing education, towards the residency program, and what gets you excited about residency programs and what keeps you coming back for more. Absolutely. So my nursing journey began in a cardiac medical area, mm. and I loved working with that patient population. And I found that I was doing a lot of patient education. Sure. And then <laughs> yeah. inherently it's caregiver and nurses mm -hmm. education. And then I became a preceptor. And when I became a preceptor, I just fell in love with it. So it's not for everybody, so that's it, good. <laughs> it's not, it's not, but you yeah. get to see so much growth and development yes. in a short period of time. It's mm -hmm. a lot of fun. And I very shortly found that I have the opportunity to help others learn mm -hmm. and grow. And as they learn and grow, they can help others learn and grow too. That cascade is phenomenal 
and ultimately it helps save patient care. That's right. So I made my way into nursing education. Right. I got my master's in nursing education. Very good. And along the way, I've had the opportunity to support new graduate nurses mm -hmm. right when they begin practice at the bedside from an education perspective. Mm -hmm. So acting as a success coach getting them everything that they need on that front end to be successful. And then along the way, I moved my way into the residency program director position. Okay. And now I get to support through the program, new nurses across the entire enterprise as they begin their journey. And so we're very fortunate to have this wonderful program and this wonderful residency really span across our locations. We, we mm -hmm. hope that we have listeners from both inside and outside the Cleveland Clinic. So for, for scale and scope, how many locations, if you will, do we serve or roughly how many nurse residents are coming through our programs? Absolutely. So our sites are throughout Ohio. So the Cleveland area, mm -hmm. all of the different mm -hmm. hospitals in Cleveland, we support nurses in Akron. We also support nurses in Florida locations. And the program is growing. So as the Cleveland <laughs> Clinic grows, yeah. our program <laughs> expands. Yeah. Yes. So along the way, we've increased from 800 nurses a year to 1,000 nurses a year to, at this point, we're pretty close to 1,500 nurse wow. residents a year. Wow. It's amazing. It is amazing. And when you think back to when I started, <laughs> <laughs> certainly not, I'm sure that's further back than for you, but, but how much the care those caregivers get and the education they get has just blossomed with the advent of these residency programs. It has, it has. We really focus on meeting those new nurses where they are. Okay. So a lot of times I hear new nurses say, I learned more in orientation than I did in my entire school year. <laughs> no, I'm no, gasping because no. I've heard that too. Right, yes. yeah. right. Yeah. No, it, you learned amazing, amazing things in school, and you're able to be successful here because of because that. Because of it, that's right. And what we're really helping our nurses do in a residency program is apply all of those mm. amazing things that they've learned. So with our, our listening audience, there's very likely, hopefully, <laughs> some folks in the audience who are nursing students of some sort. They're finishing up that schooling program. They're studying for their NCLEX, or maybe they've just finished, and they're still on the job hunt. So never have I had more options as a nurse than I do right now. What would you say to, to any of those people who, who they're going to their very first post-licensure job, they're going to go be an RN, what should they be looking for in a residency program? What should they be getting excited about in terms of opportunities? Absolutely. So our nurse residency programs, just in general, it helps me to think of those as programs that help a nurse move from that student role to an independent practitioner. Mm. And there's a couple different pieces to that. So no matter what, you should expect a orientation period, a preceptor sure. that's there to support and help. And that can have many different looks. <laughs> sure. As can residency programs. Yes. Residency programs are not all created the same. Mm -hmm. So my best advice, mm -hmm. like you said, nurses have a lot of options right now. Ask a lot of questions about what those programs look like. Some programs require an application. Some programs are, you have a different job title. Maybe you have a different sure. pay rate. Yeah. Maybe there's a contract associated with it where mm. you have to stay on for so long. Mm -hmm. 
There's some programs that really focus in on clinical experiences, some programs that really focus in on professional development. Mm. How do you develop your communication skills? And some programs blend both. Mm -hmm. Some programs use simulation. Some programs use online modules. I could go on and on. (laughs) The important part is reflect on what you want Mm -hmm. and what is going to help you to be successful. And ultimately, knowing enough about yourself to know within that schooling period, what is your learning style? What do you learn? Some people don't really get into simulation. Some people, that's their jam. And that's one tiny example of questions they should probably be asking about how that program looks, huh? Exactly. Exactly. And it's okay to ask those questions. Absolutely. (laughs) So right up front, you're in the interview process. Mm -hmm. Ask questions about what does orientation entail? What would my classes look like? Mm -hmm. How Mm -hmm. often? You should expect a program to be Anywhere from six to 12 months. Okay. That's the standard. Okay. So you should expect designated learning opportunities okay. specific to the care area that you're working mm, with, specific okay. to your learning needs. Mm-hmm. You are an individual and a program should meet you where you are and get you what you need. So if it's a, a canned curriculum where every single person goes to the exact same thing, for some people that will work. Mm-hmm. But asking those questions to find out what is that content and is that what you as a new nurse needs, especially knowing that a lot of us are going it right into that specialty. The day and age of you have to work two years as a med surge nurse. Some places still do that, but a lot of us don't. So how do we how do we make sure that that specialty content is still embraced within a residency program? Exactly. And depending on the care area that you're working in, that could be a little bit, that could be a lot. Mm -hmm. You could really have a very robust curriculum just in critical care. Sure. Oh, gosh, yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Or there might not be as many opportunities. There might not be as many things. And that's where those questions become so, so, so important. And maybe even including questions about protected time or, or protected spaces to go learn where you're not trying to have a class in a hallway (laughs) or in the midst of a busy shift. Yes, you are so correct. There's wonderful learning that occurs at the bedside. Absolutely. But stepping away from that to a safe space, there's wonderful learning that happens there as well. And I would really seek out a program that provides that safe space to challenge your clinical judgment and to challenge your critical thinking, right? When you finish orientation, you should be able to care for a average patient assignment competently. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And as you progress through residency, mm-hmm. you should kind of continue to develop competency with more complex patients. And mm-hmm. residency is there to support you in that. So you get a little bit of a taste for things on the floor, you get to learn and develop that base level of competency. And then throughout that first year, you should continue to develop. It's not all up front, right? No. <laughs> it, it can't be. We're, yeah. we're adults. It's too much. Yeah. Yes. We need to space things out. Mm-hmm. And that's when a residency really comes into play. So knowing that hopefully there's people in the audience that it represents all tenures. And, and yeah, for me, there was not a residency. There was a really robust orientation period. So can you talk to us a little bit more about that transition from that initial orientation, 8, 10, 12 weeks, whatever that looks like, and really getting into the tasks and the assignment, et cetera. Then what does the rest of that residency look like? You mentioned programs can be six to 12 months in length. How does that program grow and blossom? And how does that help that nurse grow and blossom? 
So I like to think of orientation and residency as two pieces. Sure. Orientation is when you very simplistically learn how to walk. <laughs> you you get the basics. Yes. Uh-huh. But residency is when you learn how to run. Residency is oh, when like you that. really hit that marathon mm-hmm. and you are challenged throughout. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the end of residency, it's an amazing accomplishment. Yes. And thinking about orientation, it is that foundation. It's learning the basics for knowledge and skills. It's learning what are the standards of patient care on your unit? How do you talk to providers? You have to get comfortable during orientation asking questions, which is... (laughs) Of a variety of people and providers and titles, for sure. Absolutely. And that can be hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That can be hard. (laughs) You have to kind of demonstrate a little bit of vulnerability Mm -hmm. to ask questions. And as a new grad, you might not want to do that. Definitely. But you have to. Yeah. That's how you keep your patients safe. Yes. Yes. So... Foundation during orientation. Mm -hmm. Residency is all about continued development and challenging your competency and challenging you as a professional. So when I say challenging your competency, Mm -hmm. it is those patient problems that are maybe more complex. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. In that they are maybe more exotic diagnoses. Okay. Things that you don't see every day. And when you do, you have to have a really strong foundation to be able to pull all those pieces together. Sure, that assessment and critical thinking and a little, you know, we used to just rely on our road smarts and a little bit of time to put those things together. And we don't necessarily have that kind of time now. Yeah. Exactly. Accelerating that. Exactly. Okay. Okay. So residency is meant to be a safe space Mm. to give you those experiences. Sure. So that way, when the patient comes in the door, you feel a little bit more prepared. It's maybe technically not the first time you've seen it because you saw it in simulation or you talked about it in residency. Okay. Exactly. Excellent. Exactly. You got to dig into it in a module or discussion boards or you had a lecture. There are many, many ways that residency programs can support. Something else that I really encourage folks to look for in a residency program Mm -hmm. is holistic support. Tell me more about that. Well, as a new grad, you're going through a lot of life (laughs) events. For sure, yes. Graduating school Mm -hmm. is a life event. Passing boards, Mm -hmm. starting a new job, maybe you're moving. All of that is stressful, Mm -hmm. and then now you're combining it. And nursing in itself is a stressful profession. What you thought it was in nursing school isn't necessarily what it is. Yeah. 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 So a lot of organizations are placing focus on supporting well-being Mm, and your residency programs should support your well-being as well. All right. Helping you to learn how to adjust to rotating shifts. Sure. When <laughs> when do you eat when you're on night shifts? Yes. I could never figure out when to eat when <laughs> I was on night. I, I just I Maybe f- that's why I was I was hangry all the time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, the carbo loading on night. <laughs> it's not good. So no. <laughs> look for a residency program that's going to help you with those things sure, as well. Sure. Yeah. One of the ways that you can look at a residency program and know that it is the best of the best is to mm-hmm. look for accreditation. I, you beat me to it. I was going to say, what's the difference? I know, we're very proud to be accredited. I know that was quite a journey. Under your leadership with a fabulous team that you led to really get to there, it's, it's a big deal. So tell us more about that and how it differentiates programs, please. Yes. 
So there's a couple different options for accreditation. Okay. For those of our listeners who maybe don't know what accreditation mm-hmm. is, oh, please, um, yes. some folks might have heard of Magnet. So mm-hmm. a hospital goes for Magnet designation. Well, this is kind of similar to that for a residency program. Okay. So there are evidence-based standards mm-hmm. that our programs have to demonstrate that they adhere to. Okay. So when you think about patient care, okay. mm-hmm. our patients deserve and we want to provide evidence-based patient care. Absolutely. Right? Top of the line. Mm-hmm. As a new grad nurse and as a nurse resident, you should expect that too. You should. Oh, that's a great way of putting it. I love yes. it. You should expect evidence-based education. Yes. And one good way to know that that's what you're getting is mm. to look for those accredited programs. Sure. Because okay. they have had to meet that rigor. That rigor, sure, yeah. And you mentioned something earlier that I really jumped on in that science in education has grown. Yes, it it has exploded. It has. Things are different from when you started. (laughs) I certainly hope so, yes. To when I started, (laughs) to when somebody starts now. We know more. And as we know more, we can support in better ways. And residency programs through the accreditation process have to continually Mm. up their game. Okay. So it's a recertification as well. Absolutely. Like Magnet, how are you raising the bar with each subsequent certification then? You got it. Ah, all right. You got it. And that's not easy to do. No. <laughs> but it's a really great experience because Absolutely. you get to, through the accreditation process, see how what you're providing to those new grads becomes mm-hmm. more and more impactful. When you think about you know, ways that, that we can say to the public, whether it's an individual person or a program, There's an external agency that comes in and looks and says, yes, this is good, right? So we know as individual nurses, ultimately we can get certified if we so choose, right? We study, we take an exam. If we pass that exam, (laughs) we're granted a certification credential that we then have to continue to up our game to renew. So it's that same sort of thing that says, hey, external agency, We've looked at your criteria. We agree with your criteria. Here's how we live this out. Yes. And they come in and say, yeah, good stuff here. You got it. All right. So a great cause. And for those of you who might be from other organizations that are considering that journey or or just thinking about it, you know, just like somebody may start studying for a certification exam and go, wow, I don't know what I don't know. And now that I see the breadth of it, I need to do more work. I can't just sit for this exam in six months. I need to study. There's good in that, too, is really lining up whatever residency program you have at your hospital and saying, how are we doing? Making sure you know standards exist. (laughs) (laughs) Measuring yourself up against that. And even that's a great exercise to say, maybe we're not ready to get our residency accredited yet, but we know what the journey is that we need to take. It is a journey. (laughs) It is not something that happens overnight. And I think that that's a very powerful example of your organization's dedication to new nurses. Is the organization willing to take the time for you to develop that program and give you the resources that you need to develop that program? Wow, you've given us a lot to think about. I want to spend a little more time talking about how other nurses can help support the nurse resident. So... Those of you who are in leadership roles who are listening, I think you have an assignment, which is to make sure you know about the residency program at your hospital, because if you aren't already, you should be getting candidates in who are asking you questions, 
right? Those great questions that Catherine mentioned is, is really as nurse leaders, we either need to be able to prepared to answer those questions at the end of your process or say, we have a really robust nurse residency program. Let me connect you with <laughs> your local subject matter expert because the last thing we want to do as hiring managers is not have the information, get it wrong or et cetera, and miss out on somebody who'd be a great fit for our team because they didn't hear the answers they needed to hear about a program you already have. Absolutely. Sound like good advice? <laughs> you you are spot on. All right. And so then we know that that for that new nurse, no matter what it looks like in each organization, there are a lot of people that really can help make that nurse successful. Can we spend a few minutes talking about the preceptor? So again, the preceptor of the olden days orientation, knowing that there's still a very important role to play in a residency and in an orientation. Let's say I've been a preceptor in both phases of life. So how do I need to approach it differently as a preceptor instead of maybe the days where all I did was talk at somebody for 10 hours? How do I need to change my habits, my behaviors as a preceptor to really help support that nurse resident? My best advice for mm -hmm. our preceptors mm -hmm. is to ask questions to make sure that what you're doing meets that nurse where they are and mm. supports their individual opportunities. Sure. No two folks are the same. Mm -hmm. And I would ask our preceptors to use just open-ended questions. Leave it out there. Show that you care and that you want to well, meet them yeah. where they are. <laughs> yep. And the more you're able to do that, the more fruitful that learning experience is going to be for the new nurse. Sure. We might have a new graduate nurse that jumps on the floor and excels. Yeah. And we might have a new graduate nurse who needs some support and both are great. Yes, just because it presents a little differently doesn't mean it's a less than or no. greater than, it's just different. Exactly, yeah. exactly. No two nurses are the same. And as a preceptor, you can't approach it in that way. So my best advice would mm. be to find out as much as you can about that person, mm. about how they learn and about what their needs are. Yeah. And if you are precepting, hopefully in your locations, you have some sort of resources or a class or other thing that really is helping you learn those things. A great piece of information, but residencies really need to be also supporting their preceptors to make sure that, that the intent of the program and the implementation of the program lives throughout, no matter the role played. You are exactly right. The culture of the residency mm. program, the culture of orientation, the culture of the unit, all of that is supported by the relationship that the preceptor has with that new nurse. And I encourage my preceptors to get to know those programs and really live and breathe that culture of lifelong learning. Sure. For themselves as well. Yes, yes, yes. Exhibiting that you want to go to preceptor classes. Right. You, you <laughs> yeah. want to learn more. There's yep always opportunities to learn, like signing into a podcast like this. That's right. Right? <laughs> Those are things that you can do to support your own development so that you're better able to support the nurse residents' development. So I'm pretty biased, and maybe you are too. Obviously, we think nurse residency programs are great for all those reasons you've listed. What about outcomes? What does having a residency program do for the hospital, for the nurses that are part of it? One of the biggest things that a nurse residency program has been shown to improve is retention. Okay. And we know that nurses who come to work every day and enjoy their job, they want to keep coming back. And nurse residency programs give them the tools to be successful in their roles. 
and thus they want to come back and they stay in the profession and they have that foundation for learning and growing that's going to set them up for success in their career. Boy, we need that now more than ever. Very much so. Fantastic. Well, you've given us so much to think about. And listeners, you have some homework assignments, whether it's a going to preceptor class or learning about your local residency or changing the types of questions you ask during interviews. <laughs> so thank you for all of that. And now I'm hoping you'll humor me for a few more minutes so that our audience get to learn to know a little bit more about you as a whole human being, in addition to the fabulous role you play in our organization. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I'm hoping you can start off by telling me what's something that you do for you to recharge? I actually just recently took up piano. <gasps> really? Yes, oh, yes. That's awesome. So I live and breathe wanting lifelong learning and yeah. that being a priority, <laughs> right? And I looked at things and that mm -hmm. is something that I always wanted to do. So that's as fantastic. an adult, I am learning how to play piano. Wow. It's not easy. No. I'm gonna throw that you out there. You can find something hard. <laughs> I mean, it's already, we know that, yeah. Kids are wired differently for language and music, but yeah, the, if you if none of you have played piano, it literally is four limbs doing something different all at the same time. <laughs> it is. It is. It's fun. It's a great yeah. way to challenge yourself. And then how do you make time for you to practice, right? You can't just go to a lesson. You have to practice. So how do you really set those boundaries for yourself? A little bit at a time makes sure. a big difference. Yeah. So a... 15 minutes before I go to bed where yeah. I unwind and I practice okay. a little bit is very nice to help me to then get a little bit of sleep and, you, you know, clear your mind. And I think the time that you spend for yourself is incredibly important and it doesn't have to be hours on end. No. A little bit here and there can really make a big difference and help you to come prepared and rested and relaxed so you can give your best to the people that you work with on a day-to-day -day basis. Got to recharge those batteries. Mm -hmm. And finally, what brings you joy? I genuinely love seeing others learning and growing. And I love learning and growing myself. <laughs> and my job, I have the privilege of supporting the learning and growing of many, many people. And I have an amazing team that supports and we all have the same goal. And that's what keeps me coming back every day. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Yes, thank you for having me. As always, thanks so much for joining us for today's discussion. Don't miss out. Subscribe to hear new episodes wherever you get your podcasts. And remember, we want to hear from you. Do you have ideas for future podcasts or want to share your stories? Email us at nurseessentials at ccf.org. To learn more about nursing at Cleveland Clinic, please check us out at clevelandclinic.org slash nursing. Until next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and does not constitute medical or legal advice. Consult your local state boards of nursing for any specific practice questions.